you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lulovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. It's Joel Lulovich here. And Lucy Dickens, just in case you still can't tell the difference between our voices. <laughs> or maybe it's your first time listening. If so, you're in for a treat because today we have Lauren, who is the founder of Criminal Law Mums, as well as being the principal director of Gallant Law, a criminal law firm in Melbourne. We like to talk to women who are managing the career family juggle and just get their everyday stories of what life looks like for them during the juggle because it's something that we can all relate to. So we talked to Lauren about that as well as about criminal law mums and what she's up to. Lauren has over 15 years experience in the legal profession and is one of Victoria's leading criminal lawyers. She campaigns for innovation in criminal law, including raising awareness of the triggers of offending and the need to prevent crime. And she's also a big proponent for working parents' rights and particularly workplace flexibility. Mm, Which is the whole reason that she founded Criminal Law Mums, which is kind of, well, it has a very similar message to what it is that we do here at The Juggle. So enjoy the interview. Before we get into today's interview, here's a quick message from our sponsor, Law CPD. Law CPD offer online professional development courses that make it really easy for you to do your CPD on the go whenever it suits you. They cover core CPD areas for lawyers, but also general topics like business and communication skills. And they are back with another special offer for our listeners. This time, it's a buy one, get one free offer. So if you would like to get two points of CPD for the price of one, then use the code JUGGLE11 when you buy a course anytime until the end of 2019. You can find the links in the show notes or you can just head over to lawcpd.com.au and don't forget that code JUGGLE11. Hello, Lauren. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. The question we like to start off with our jugglers and our juggler interviews is what time did you start your day? Yeah, good question. (laughs) (laughs) It started about 5.30 today and it usually starts around 6. (laughs) So I didn't, yeah, no sleepings. So is earlier today because you've got a a kid who's unwell or they just felt like getting up earlier because the sun's starting to come up earlier? What changed? Yeah, my youngest is now nearly two, so I think his sleeping patterns are changing. But also, I've got a German Shepherd who's my firstborn. (laughs) (laughs) So when she hears them stirring, she's quick to let me know which wakes them up. Yes. (laughs) But he could have settled back if it wasn't for um, the fur (laughs) mum. Fair enough. So what does a typical day look like for you at the moment with your career and family juggle? So I just started my own firm about three months ago. So I feel like I'm working 24-7 being a mum. No, being a mum and a lawyer. So what happens is as soon as the kids get up in the morning, I give them breakfast, try to let them have a little bit of TV time just so they can cheer up and it's a bit of a bribe to get them to chop. <laughs> and I find myself doing work right away. I pull out my little Surface Pro and catch up on email having breakfast and then I try to get us all ready and then we rush to childcare and it's never pleasant. They neither want to be there. They um, Apparently I'm more fun. <laughs> so so um, there's that every morning. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, and then I get back, get ready and start my professional woman mode <laughs> and, yeah, try to get the 
cartoon songs out of my head and, <laughs> and and concentrate. So that's my day. Then I work, work, work. I get home. If husband's not home yet, I then do the childcare runs again. And I was getting into a bad habit of working at night, but I realised it wasn't good for the family and also for my mental health. So I tried to shut off work around the moment the kids are back home and go back to it at 6am the next day. This is just like a perfect case study because we just did an interview that will be released before yours all around this idea that running your own business is the magic bullet, if you like, to being able to manage your juggle in the most flexible way possible. And in that, we discuss some of the challenges of running your own business around all the distractions that there are, the fact that you can feel like you're working all the time. And it sounds like you've just experienced exactly, exactly that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing that one because I need a bit of guidance. (laughs) One of the main reasons I started my own firm was so I could have my own hours and my own terms. And I had this fantasy that there'd be plenty of time to work from home and even pick up the kids earlier and take them to the park and and bond. And (laughs) and, um, at the moment, it's the opposite. But what I've been told by other women that have done it is that once you sort of ease into it, it you know, time does free up a little bit, I hope. But when I first started it, there was definitely a lot of guilt and trying to be strategic as well, I think. I was trying to work out how do I meet my deadlines and catch up on work that I haven't been able to do during the day, but also focus my attention on kids and the husband and the dog. (laughs) Yes. And so it was only when there was one night where my husband and I were going to sit on the couch and watch a movie and I didn't even think about it, but I pulled out a, a brief and started reading it as we're watching the movie. Instead of redoing it, that's when I realized, wow, I'm I need to shut off. Or maybe it was just not a very good movie. No, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it, <laughs> blame the movie. <laughs> So what are you doing? I mean, obviously, it's still early days with your business. And like you say, once you're into the swing of it a bit more, maybe the boundaries will kind of form themselves. But for the time being, when you've got your laptop out of breakfast and you're trying to shut off at night, so you're not, you know, so you've got some boundaries in place. What are you doing? How are you trying to put those boundaries in place? And what do they look like? So I think the key word there is boundaries. (laughs) I don't think I had many. (laughs) Okay. So what I've done is, Now with new clients, I make the boundaries very clear that I'm contactable between nine and five unless there's an emergency because I found that I was answering calls, SMSs, emails around the clock. So I think understandably clients developed that expectation that they could contact me whenever they wanted, which that was proving to be difficult for me in terms of then allocating time to kids. So setting boundaries, I've learnt and... Also just improving my time management. So now I've just got a very clear calendar. I don't just put in important deadlines or court cases in. I put in everything that I need to do and I time it. So I caution out half an hour for some activity and then an hour for another. And I just make sure I block things out my calendar so then I know I can assign free time as well. That concept of time blocking, it's so important. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that your own business was partly for this idea of having more flexibility. So did you find that your career goals changed when you had your kids? I found that they actually went back to where I originally wanted to start. So I became a lawyer and I was in private practice for a while and 
I saw myself eventually transitioning to a leader type role, whether that was partnership or um, taking over a firm as part of a succession plan. And that didn't really work out having gone on maternity leave with my first child and just other issues. So I eventually accepted a role with legal aid, a government role, where that was definitely family friendly. In fact, with your help and Emma Houston of the Remote Experts help, I was able to put forward a proposal to be able to work from home. So thank you. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And so that worked out. I got my way that way. And so, but what I found was my career goals pre-children weren't really developing and or weren't going in the right direction. I, I found myself sort of at a point in my career, I wasn't happy. I didn't feel like I was achieving what I wanted to achieve. I've always been an ambitious person and sort of I like to think of myself as a leader as well. So I found none of that was happening. I was being quite pegged in. So one of the main drivers for me starting my own firm was that I felt I'd hit a, a cap and I, I wanted to go out and be a leader again and challenge myself and see what else I could achieve. So that was probably the main reason for going out on my own, but also having this um, I don't even call it illusion that I could have my own hours and flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> I relate to the first part of that in terms of having a drive. And I don't know if it's related to children or maybe it's just the stage that you are in your career or maybe it's a little bit of everything. But I felt the same way and still do feel the same way that I feel like I have less hours to dedicate to my or fewer hours to to dedicate to my career. So I want to make sure I'm really using them doing the things that I love and I enjoy and I want to make them count. Whereas before when you have more time available, it's kind of, I don't know, you make it easier for yourself to just plod along, don't you? Yeah. And that's how I felt. I felt that I got to a point where I was just plodding along and it started to impact my identity. By then I had my two children and I started to wonder, well, what am I representing to them? The person who I am is an ambitious person, a go-getter, you know, I like not shake things up, but I like to go out there and try new things. And I wanted my kids to see that as well as just the fun mum. And I started to question where's original Lauren gone? And I know that people were telling me, you know, you make sacrifices, things change when you become a mum. And of course, some things do change and you do have to sort of put some things to the side. But I think it's really important also for your children to know the real you and for you to portray that. That's why I, I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to plot along and feel sorry for myself. <laughs> it was time to try and do it all. And people have different ideas about that. But I, And as busy as I am now, I still feel really happy with my decision. And I, I feel I can give them something now that, you know, my daughter um, tells me now that she does believe in herself and that she's got certain ambitions I mean she's four but you know she's got the <laughs> ambitions and she's willing to go out and get them which I'm proud of oh I love that and is that what led to criminal law mums yeah I um having spoken with a number of other women mainly lawyers we were all kind of venting about what and one of the mums called a career disruption so she oh sorry <laughs> disruption yeah she said let's not feel sorry for ourselves the fact that we haven't been able to attain certain goals let's just think about the fact that it's just an interruption. You know, we, we've had babies, we're raising them. We're just going to expect that our careers might develop at a later time. And I thought, well, is that fair? And I thought about the fact that some women missed out on promotions because they just weren't there to hear about the job because they were on mat leave or, yeah, um, yeah or other women were not considered properly for promotion because their commitment was questioned the fact that you know they were leaving early to get the kids from childcare or 
that they were considering having yet another baby. Things that really are actually illegal, <laughs> but they were factors that were being taken into account by employers. And I thought it's just not right in this day and age when we have technology and so many resources available. I think we can make it work. We can achieve career goals and be parents and not have to give up one for the other and vice versa. So tell us about criminal law mums. What's your intention with the group and what are you doing? What I noticed was, especially in the criminal law world, is that men had their opportunities to network, whether it was at Friday night drinks or golf or footy on the weekends. Whereas women, I think, um, I know I'm generalising, but a lot of us prefer maybe one-on-one dinners or retail therapy, but we weren't engaging in activities where we could actually network and form proper business relationships. So I thought, let's create that for us. So even if you're on maternity leave or you're working part-time or you're working remotely, there are opportunities to come together, whether it's through social media or online or um, through the, the events that I host. There's a way for women to establish a solid business network and also not be out of sight, out of mind. So even for mm-hmm. ones that are happy where they work but want those promotional opportunities, they're there, they're present, and they've got the right resources available to them to seek those promotions and go in confidently to an interview or at least even put a proposal to their boss. And that's the intention behind Criminal Law Mums. And it started off with just criminal lawyers, but it's expanded to include all sorts of lawyers and even some men <laughs> that just want um, <laughs> that just want that bond and a few, like just some support along the way. So the events aren't just for networking purposes. They, we cover topics that are relevant to lawyers and to parents. Coming up 11th of October in Melbourne, I've got a session on resilience, which has got a number of judges and barristers, a lot of senior people on a panel that are going to talk about this whole, seems to be a buzzword at the moment, being resilient in the law. Mm. Starting to talk about what is that and what are actually expectations and how can you get by, whether it's as a lawyer or a parent, both, or, you know, just as a person. What have you found so far has been the most rewarding thing about starting it? Getting to know women on a personal level. You know, there's lots of women that you meet in your career And it usually is just talking shop or you've got a kind of vague idea of their background. But it's really nice to know everyone's background stories and connecting on a deeper level. So, you know, I've managed to form great relationships with even the judiciary, especially if you're a junior lawyer, it can be quite intimidating appearing in court and these people you really look up to and you don't know anything about them other than their big authority figure. So getting to know them now as just women is um, amazing. And the same with the other lawyers, you know, I've gotten to form really nice friendships with others. So I think that's the biggest value. And and just the feedback from others, just knowing that it's working for them as well is like very fulfilling. I think that's a part of networking that's often overlooked or we don't really think about forming those relationships just for the relationships. We're always looking for the business aspect to it or what's the business case for this. But actually just getting to know the people, your colleagues on a more personal level can help you. Not only are you building those friendships, but that can help you with your career too. Because for me, at least, I see that all those people who you look at as being big authority figures are still big authority figures, but they're also normal people like you and I, and they have families and kids and they have to deal with sick days and making dinner and cleaning the floor after the child throws their dinner on the floor, (laughs) you know, those kinds of things. And that really helps. It's just nice to have those more personal connections. Yeah. And it can be a real confidence booster and just a nice source of even venting, you know, um, yeah. 
because you sometimes think it's just you or you know those moments when you feel insecure or doubting yourself and to know that other women that you look up to even have been through that or do go through that is comforting and I think that connection you form is special I think so yeah I've had that feedback from a lot of the members so it's it's nice no it's not just me (laughs) (laughs) it's one of the things that Lucy and I talk about in fact it's one of the things that we say is essential to manage the juggle which is that just finding support whether you call it support tribe your group your team whatever it is and whatever that looks like, just having some place where you feel supported in doing all the Mm. things that you do, it just makes all the difference. Yeah, I agree. Helps you get through a rough day. (laughs) Yeah. Whether it's texting someone quickly and describing something or sending them a photo of what your, you know, breakfast table looks like or (laughs) whatever it might be and they can just sympathize and uh, I hear you, I hear you. Very true. <laughs> I presented it. Um, so Leah Carson presented a criminal law seminar the other day, and I was the chair. And I felt all flustered when I arrived because I'd I did the charity run. It was one of those tough days where they really didn't want to go, and so I was worried about being late. And, and I turned up just not feeling in my element. And um, one of the key speakers was a barrister and a mum. And I apologised later and said to her, "I feel I was a bit rusty then. Childcare runs." Jeremy been saying and she said don't get me started I had the same experience this morning and found mashed up cereal all over my blazer <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and she said so I had to turn up here worrying about people noticing this wheat fix all over me <laughs> you know what I take from that though is how how important it is to bring our whole selves I talk about this a lot but to bring our whole selves to what we do because if you'd have gone in and had that conversation with her at the beginning before you did the talk just think how relieved you would have been you know you would have just felt like oh okay you know it didn't change the fact that you just had that hell at daycare and it doesn't change the fact that she's got cereal on her top but you know you're in it together and it's actually it's okay and you can just kind of move on and I mean you did you had the conversation but it makes so much difference knowing that there are other people who are in the same boat. Yeah, I agree. And as you said, bringing your whole self, because I think once upon a time, even to this day, women feel like they have to put on a different persona at work. Like, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you're no longer a mum, like, you know, you put on the high heels and power woman. But, you know, I think part of um, empowerment and strength is to recognise who you really are, what your commitments are and any vulnerabilities that are there. And, and I've had these discussions even with men lately, and it's it's just great that, People are finally willing to own the reality of their lives and it's not, you don't really have to put a front on anymore. I think it's great that you say that you've had men joining you in your events because it's a huge thing. And I think society's fully on board now. Well, the majority of them, at least what I see in the media, is on board with this idea that men need to be stepping up and changing. Maybe even stepping up is not the right word. It's not just a women's issue. Yeah. And that they can do things differently. They don't have to keep doing things the way that they've always been doing them. They can stay home if they want to. They can be more active in their kids' lives if they want to. It's just about them also feeling supported to take a different tact. I agree. My husband took um, six months off with our first child. So I went back to work full time when she was six months old and he took six months of his annual leave off. And he said when he first announced it to his workplace, there was a lot of, you know, it was being stirred up quite a bit and made fun of. And at the end of it, he went back and they asked him how it went and he said, he couldn't he wouldn't have done it any other way he was so happy to have had those six months with her and Mm. he said that he noticed men 
thinking about it, thinking about doing it themselves. And I noticed at the events as well, you know, people ask me, is this a feminist group? And are you a feminist? <laughs> and I don't even really know what that means. But for me, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. I believe in equal opportunity and I believe in supporting one another, whether you're male or female. Um, and that is being a feminist. That is, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's why I always laugh when people sort of say, oh, is it feminist? And they poo-poo. And I'm like, well, don't yeah. you believe in equal rights for men and women? Because that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's just so funny. Yeah, that's uh, just I don't know. People have this idea that you, you know, angry women that are burning your bras. And- yeah, exactly. It's all Jermaine Greer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that men are involved too. And I'm glad that they're finding it supportive and um, helpful too. So where time. is Criminal Law Mums going next? Are you going to do just more of the same or have you got something on the horizon? Just because of time constraints, that's, I've yeah. mm. so many ideas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tell us about um, it. <laughs> so one is I want to do a retreat, but trying to find the time to do it, whether it's end of this year, early next year, but, and make it kind of a golden door <laughs> for parents. So just a way to get to know each other again, but no, none of the CPD type stuff, none of the intense stuff. Yeah kind of a way of rejuvenating and relaxing Mm. and I've had a lot of women tell me they definitely want to do that so I've got to find the time to set that one up and then yeah and those things take a lot of planning don't they it is it's about time finding it yeah like finding the right location and yeah it's a lot Lucy and I have been doing the same thing. We've got our 100th episode coming up, you know, beginning of next year and we've been talking about that and some of the options were thrown about were a conference day or a a weekend retreat day or a, you know, just another big party day and we're kind of like, oh, well, you know, we keep discussing these ideas but we haven't fully come up with the the plan and it's really soon now. So Yeah. Like Christmas isn't that far away and, yeah, trying to find that, time that period because what I found with organizing even these events that only go for a couple of hours is that there's obviously work commitments then there's the kids like some parents yes. mm-hmm. yeah, it's just I know it's a lot and I know here in Melbourne I made the mistake last year of hosting an event on um the week before grand final and uh, there were a lot of people that suddenly had tickets to the football and <laughs> I couldn't yeah get yeah but um I definitely want to take it into state again. In July, we went to Brisbane and it was a lot of fun. It was about 50 people came and we had a great panel and it was very energetic. So I'd, I'd love to come to Perth next and to Adelaide. That's the, the next two that I have in mind. But again, yeah. find time for it. <laughs> awesome. Well, Perth is always happy to see something come over because, you know, we often feel like the leftover cousin. So. And I love it. <laughs> I, I only excuse to go there. You've got the best weather. <laughs> We do. Yes. That's true. That's true. Now, Lauren, is there a mantra that ties all your juggle together? Are there words that you live by? Oh, gosh. Um, Probably one that my grandma told me years ago, so I always remember it, is to have faith. Sorry, she's Greek, so she put it to me in Greek. I'm just trying to work out how to translate it. It Oh, say it in Greek first. (laughs) No, 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 my Greek shopping. But it was um, (laughs) have faith and never be afraid. And so whenever I feel myself freaking out I just always remind myself of that is that don't be afraid just have faith that things are going to work out in the end Um, so that's one I always live by and in terms of being more specific to parenting and work hmm, I need to think about that one but um oh you don't need to give us two um, (laughs) 
If you were going to leave just one piece of advice for, you know, women like us who are managing this crazy juggle, what would it be? Well, you know, um, I went to this breakfast the other day hosted by Business Chicks and Elle McPherson was speaking. Mm. I've never heard her live. And she was such an incredibly intelligent woman um, and very clever businesswoman. And, so clever. And, yeah, and her advice was essentially, I'm, re- I'm paraphrasing, but don't lose sight of your priorities being your kids and so make them a priority and of course don't lose sight of your own business goals as well but always have them involved and she was saying that you know her son now is 21 and she read an interview that he did with Vogue (laughs) it said um, that he knew mum was always busy but he also knew that they were always her priority and Mm -hmm. she found that really touching and because she has those guilt so she you know yeah and that really sat with me because it's true, you know, at one stage my daughter had a go at me, she's four, had a go at me and said, you're on your phone again. Oh, I get that too. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, you do need to, they want that attention. It's your time with them is special and, mm. you know, if you can find another time to take the call and, and just enjoy your moments with them, I think that's really important and make them a priority. So that's what I'm doing in this juggle is, you know, not losing sight of my own goals and my own identity, but also knowing that my children are just as, if not more important. So knowing how much I should spend with them and how much time I should spend with them and how I make them feel worthy. My main thing is I always promised myself before I had kids that when I was ready to have them, it would be at a point where I was mature enough to make them feel worthy and loved and um, give them a sort of balanced view of themselves and the world. Mm, that's lovely. It's really touching. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time today in what no, we know is a busy no, schedule. No, no, it's been fun. I like the chat. It's nice to break away from the intense work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's nice so to mix it. things up. Yeah. If you're interested in finding out more about criminal law mums and about Lauren and all their upcoming events and when they're coming to Perth and when they're going to Adelaide, <laughs> then you can find their website, criminallawmums.com. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. For that weather, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> we will. See you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget that special code from Law CPD, Juggle11, where you can get one, buy one course and get one free anytime until the end of 2019. That's all from us today. If you enjoyed the episode, then please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts or somewhere else. And please also leave us a rating and review to let us know what you think. One, so that we can improve on what it is that we are bringing to you every week. And two, so that we can help other people find the show. And of course, if you want to continue the conversation, come and join us on Facebook at The Juggle Community. You'll find the links at our website, thejuggle.com.au. See you next time, everyone. Happy juggling. Oh,